All right, what's up? It's the Story Geeks. We are again recording from Long Beach Comic Expo, our first ever booth experience, <laughs> exhibitor experience. Second day, though. We're pros now. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're pros now. Yeah. Uh, this is Jay Shear. We got Daryl Smith and Sandra Demas here. Sandra Demas yeah. is here today as well. Today's questions are going to be first, what is your favorite Batman story? And then, how would you like to see the DCEU utilize Batman? What kind of Batman do you want to see in the DCEU moving forward? And then, secondly, since we want to cover Marvel as well, since we've got to cover both <laughs> sides of that fence, how do you hope that Captain Marvel in influences or impacts the MCU? Mm. You want to go first? You, you go for it. Oh, <laughs> All right. Well, favorite Batman story, I have to go to the comics. I'd probably say Hush. Oh, which, okay. Have you guys read Hush? Nope. I have read Hush. It's um, basically you find out that Bruce Wayne had a childhood friend named Tommy Elliot who has, for various reasons, grown up and turned evil. And he knows everything about Bruce Wayne. He knows he's Batman. He knows how to take him down, even down to knowing how to break his ropes that he swings around on and oh, try wow. to kill him that way. Mm-hmm. And he sets all of these other villains after him, including, uh, this was before they brought Jason Todd back to life, and he sends Clayface in the form of Jason Todd after Batman to try and throw him, and uh, eventually ends up taking him on himself. But it's just a really personal story, high stakes, and there was kind of nothing like that before it came along. Yeah. So... Wow. Yeah, great. That's a great story. That's a good choice. <laughs> what it, now, I know that, that you love the 66 Batman. I do. So it's a very different take on Batman. Totally. I feel like with Batman 66, you have a vintage Batman. You have the type of comics that were around back then versus the darker stories that we have now. Yeah, that's true. So it's almost like apples and oranges um, and how you compare them. I love the, the kookiness of Batman 66. Yeah. Um, shark repellent. Yeah. yeah shark <laughs> repellent. So, but I feel also, too, like they were taking it serious. So it wasn't supposed to be as... That was how you took things seriously. I know. Then. Like, I everything know. was like that. Right. And yeah. so it was serious for its time. Mm. And, oh, what were we watching? We were watching a clip from the movie... And there was something like a disintegrator, a disintegrator. <laughs> and um, my friend was like, oh, my gosh, this is like Thanos before Thanos. <laughs> and I was like, ooh. Thanos appeared here first. <laughs> well, you know, they, they borrowed it. Right, from right, that's right. Batman 66. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, he, that's my favorite Batman overall. Yeah. Yeah. But we, and, and what, do you remember any specific storylines from that particular Series that you really liked? I don't. Yeah, it's hard, I, right? It, well, there was the one hard. where Batman and Robin got captured, and by the end of the episode, you didn't know if they were going to escape the death trap. <laughs> the, oh. To be continued. No, wait, that was every episode. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I will, I will say, though, that um, I know a lot of people for who like Batman 66, their favorite Catwoman is Julie Newmar, and oh, mine, yeah. mine is Eartha uh, Kitt. Oh, really? Yep. She was the... For whatever reason, when I would watch the reruns on TV, she I would always catch that Catwoman. And I loved seeing a black woman, a brown woman, yeah. as 
a character in a show that I really liked. So, and I just yeah, loved like sense. her her yeah. um, her persona, how she played Catwoman. Right. So she's my Catwoman. But I don't remember a particular story. If I had to pick a Batman story, I'd probably go with like Dark Knight. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, you, yeah. That's hard to. It's hard to go wrong on that one. Yeah. yeah. Um, how do you hope that Batman? So Daryl, back to you. How do you hope that Batman is utilized? Like, what type of Batman do you want to see in the DCEU moving forward? There's two things I want to see. One is much more realistic than the other. <laughs> okay. The realistic one is I want to see more of him as a detective, which I think Matt Reeves wants to see too. So okay, that's probably going to actually happen. The other thing I want to see is I want to see the Bat Family. Ah, uh, oh. yes. You're I very don't big know that that'll family. happen. You're, I am. Yeah. I am. I love it. My favorite character is Nightwing. And so you, which, which <laughs> one? That one's not as realistic. No, because, you know, there's, he's starting over, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's a new Batman film. Right. And the chances that he's going to introduce his Batman and bring in five or six other characters around him. Yeah. Probably so, not. I have a question now. For standard, before you answer the question about how 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 the DCEU uses Batman, what do you think about the Lord and Miller take on Batman? Like the the did they do Batman the movie the Lego movie? Batman? Oh yeah yeah, they didn't they didn't do the movie did no. they? No, they didn't do the movie. They did the Lego movie. They did the Lego movie, but yeah. not the Lego Batman movie. But 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 same Batman. How do you guys feel about? Because that's like more of a '66 take on Batman. Yeah, you know? I love the Lego Batman movie. I think it's so hilarious. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, and the kids that I had with me, like my niece, nephew, and daughter, yeah. they were looking at me like, "Why are you laughing so hard?" <laughs> it's got yeah. so many references. It does. Yeah. It's hilarious. Well, and one of the things I feel like they did was they captured the feel of like, like making fun of the newer, darker Batman. Yeah, utilizing some of the old school feel of yeah. the 66 Batman. Oh, yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. You know, and I don't think this is realistic, but I'm looking at Deadpool and, I mean, Deadpool's Deadpool, yeah. but the humor that is in those films, it's just so sharp, so clever. Yeah. And it's kind of, you know, um, a lighter version of that would be like Spider-Man. Yeah. Sure. So I think it would be really cool if, and of course this is my Batman 66 fandom speaking, but to see a Batman like that. Yeah. Um, where he is a little lighter. And um, I don't think that'll happen. It's just me being <laughs> weird. Um, and, it, you know, I wouldn't mind seeing a dark Batman, but I always have that heart for kind of the kooky Yeah, that's fair. One. That's fair. My favorite Batman story <laughs> is probably uh, the Frank Miller uh, Batman. It was a Batman. The Dark Knight Returns. Yeah, the Dark Knight Returns. That's my favorite because that's him portrayed uh, very much older, coming from a like a completely different like setup, um, and I like that approach because it gives Batman a second to check himself and be like, I am the greatest detective, but I'm pretty old now. <laughs> you know, like well, how am I going to deal with these new threats, and am I going to be able to deal with them well? And yet he still uses his intellect to be able to deal with that. I like that a lot. Um, how do I think they, they utilize Batman in the, in the future? I like the detective take, by the way. Mm -hmm. I, um, I really liked Batfleck. I know a lot mm. of people don't like Batfleck. I really liked it. Um, so I kind of liked that take on it. And I'm really bummed out they're not continuing that take. Mm -hmm. uh, I like a dark, old, wise 
but crotchety Batman. <laughs> <laughs> I can get behind that. And actually, we have never, I don't think we've ever talked about Batflick uh, and our opinions. Yeah. I liked Batflick until the very end, but then I heard that there's another cut that I should watch that helps redeem it. <laughs> because I really, I really enjoyed it until the end. Like you mean, you mean you Batman it? v Superman? Yeah. Yeah, there's a, the Ultimate Edition. Yeah, and yeah. that one I haven't seen. But I enjoyed it, and I, I enjoyed Batflick, yeah. And he's horrible in Justice League. But, yeah. but that isn't is everyone? not his problem. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Everybody's horrible in that movie. Um, so that's, that's not a problem. But, uh, yeah, so that's the take I would like. So let's talk about Captain Marvel. Is the same, these are the same questions we're going to ask our guests, but just get our takes first. So, Sandra, how do you want... Captain Marvel to have an impact on the MCU? I want it to be so successful, like Black Panther successful, so that they create more films with female superheroes, and I want to see Kamala Khan on yeah. the big screen. I would That's love... That's gotta be sequel fodder, right? I, I mean, hope so. Maybe they'll even get, like, maybe she'll pop up in this one. Oh my gosh, I would Could be a surprise. Out. Now, I'm gonna lose geek cred, but I don't know who this is. Miss Marvel. Oh yeah. So she's the she's a Muslim superhero. Yeah, I know who that is. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, and and so when she first starts to become, like, get her powers, she actually looks like Carol Danvers. Oh. Yeah. Okay. And interesting. And Carol Danvers was Miss Marvel before she was Captain Marvel. Uh, So this is basically her legacy character, right? Yeah. But then she. But then um, Kamala Khan ends up being able to be the superhero but as herself. Ah. So. That's cool. Yeah, and it's, it's kind of like, it's almost like Ant-Man because she can get tiny too but then also she can get big so she has like <laughs> a, one giant hand. I don't know, it's pretty cool. So, I mean, that that's my hope is that with Captain Marvel we see in the film a strong female superhero who isn't like, unfortunately for Black Widow, they still sexualize her. And yeah. that, that's part of her character anyway. But I would love to see a character, a female character who isn't dependent on that, isn't having to also have a love interest yeah. necessarily. And the success is so huge that it shows studios there is a market for this audience and we right. need more. Yeah, totally. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. I think... Um I've always been more familiar with Miss Marvel than I am with Captain Marvel, technically, because oh. mm-hmm. yeah. the stories I've read have always included Miss Marvel without including Captain mm-hmm. Marvel. But I didn't know the name. So, Daryl, what do you think? How should Captain Marvel impact the uh, MCU? Um, I would say hope. I want her to have. So right now, Captain America yeah. is sort of the beacon of hope in the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. It's not a crazy dark universe, obviously, but he is like the picture of everything that is right and good and what we should hope for. Well, I feel like we're going to lose him probably. So I would like to see her take on that role. Ooh. Yeah. 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 I mean, I agree with both of you guys. <laughs> I, <wouldn't, laughs> I don't think I want to see anything different. I think, so I think we're going to get a very different MCU for the next phase. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't think there's any way around it. We're going to lose some giant characters. And by the way, if we're not going to lose Chris Hemsworth as Thor, in Endgame, we're gonna lose him in a couple movies, anyways. Like he's yeah. not gonna keep playing that character. To the roids. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, abusive roids. That's who's gonna be. Uh, um, he is like exceptionally ripped. Yeah. Like just dis- it's distracting. At so this point. yesterday's podcast, we had a uh, uh, buddy on, and buddy actually goes, "I think that Marvel had a conspiracy 
with the Hemsworth family from the beginning, <laughs> and they genetically engineered yeah. this guy to be Thor. <laughs> it's like, yeah, pretty much. Um, and, and wouldn't you hate to be one of the brothers? One of the Hemsworth <laughs> brothers? You're like, we're all handsome, but if you have to pick the handsomest, buffest one, yeah. it's Chris. Um, but uh, I, So anyways, I, th- I think we're going to see a big change in Phase 5. We're not going to see the same stuff anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I do think it'd be cool to see Captain Marvel take over as the Captain America character mm-hmm. who basically has a, a moral perspective on the world and wants to achieve that moral perspective and then you have other characters kind of fight fight back against that to a, to a degree, kind of like you see from from uh, Tony Stark and Steve Rogers. I think that'd be really cool. Um, and if we can get get out of the fact of like the female character has to exist to be a love interest of the male yeah. characters. Um, I think Wonder Woman did that well, even though they she had did. the love story with Steve Rogers. Mm-hmm. It was he was just there to play off her ignorance of how the world worked, but not to. It wasn't how to like. She was still the guiding light of where the movie was going. Right. So it wasn't like he came in and mansplained to her what morality should look like. Mm-hmm. She was the one that was explaining to him what morality should yeah. look like. He just was introducing her to new things <laughs> about, with the way that the the way that the world worked, the way he understood it. He was classic to the comics too, though. Yeah. I don't know that. Does Captain Marvel have a consistent love interest in the comics? I haven't. Read I've a only lot of read them. one. Um. One volume from Captain Marvel, and okay. it was so long ago, I don't even remember. I'm I'm diving into Miss Marvel a lot right now, and Miles Morales, so... Yeah, I, I've only read one Captain Marvel story, mm-hmm. uh, and it was... It, I, I would say it was not a good one. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I read it, and I was like, this is not a, this is not a good story, I don't think. But um, maybe I'll do a review of that at some point in time. But I think it was the 2012 run. Uh-huh. It just I didn't love that run. That might have been when I read it. Oh, okay. Yeah. It was just not, I don't know. I didn't like where they went with it. Let's mm-hmm. put it that way. A great story that she's in, it's not just her story, Yeah. is uh, Civil War Two. I just started that. Yeah. Have you read that? Ooh, nope. Really good. No spoilers for that, because I, I just started that. Really good story. <laughs> All right, so that's basically our takes on Batman and Captain Marvel. So whenever we have a guest come through, we will uh, ask them the same things and see what they come up with. We have a special guest sitting with us. We have comic artist Ryan Wynn. Hello. Who uh, is an old friend of mine. So old. So old. <laughs> so old. I didn't mean you're old. I'm the same age. You use the word long time. Long yeah, time that's... friend. <laughs> so how's the show going for you? Uh, the show's been great. It's been a lot of fun so far. Uh, really happy crowd. Um, that, that's kind of what I go for at conventions. If people seem to be happy and everyone's having fun, yeah. I got the vibe. Like every, everyone's stopping by the tables, joking around, having a good time. Uh, so that's cool. I got to meet some some legends like uh, Kevin Nolan is sitting yeah. behind me. Wow. So the, I use that opportunity to uh, just watch over his shoulder as he's sketching, just kind of creeping over. And then uh, meeting legends like Rickley and Artie yesterday, yeah. things like that. Mm-hmm. That was really cool. And he he. It was the end of the day, and he was kind of finishing his commissions, and no one was bugging him, and I just got to, I got, well, you I can say no, I got yeah. to bug him, yeah. <laughs> so so that, that, that was really fun. So it's, it's been a fun show. Cool, cool. Well, we're asking several people some questions here. All right. So we'll hit you with them. Um, our first question is, what's your favorite Batman story? You've worked on Batman stories. I have worked on Batman stories. You don't have stories. to pick those, but you can if you want to. 
I probably wouldn't. No, no offense to, to Tony, Daniel, and crew. Um, I love the stuff we did. Absolutely love the stuff we did. Um, for those that don't know, I, I came down and I did, I did a few issues of Batman before the New 52, and then I was Tony Daniel's inker on the first couple issues of Detective Comics for the New 52. Um, and I did like those, but I got to say my favorite Batman story, and this is easy for me because I actually just did another podcast uh, couple months back and they yeah. they asked a similar question um mine's the grant morrison uh, batman incorporated storyline oh yeah uh for me it it really you know i loved what grant did where he kind of tried to take all of bruce's history and kind of condense it into see what what would really happen if this guy had gone through all of this yeah. stuff and i thought that was really interesting and the way it led into batman incorporated with the damien storyline mm-hmm. and dick grayson taking over as Batman, which uh, nothing had ever felt more right to me in my life <laughs> than when Dick put on the cowl and he had his, the two fins on the gloves, uh, brought that different personality, that different dynamic with Damien. Um, it was fun. It was heartfelt. And I think it really was kind of plain to like my generation, too. Yeah. Um, so like I think it was written for everyone. But if you kind of had grown up with those and you were like Grant's age to like 15, 10 to 15 years younger, it was kind of, it was really aiming for your heart. I was right there with it. It's like sweet justice for Dick Grayson finally, you know? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. After all that Jean-Paul Valley crap, it's like, why did he get to do it, you know? I was so ready for Bruce to have passed on, even though I love Bruce and I love it. I I usually don't like when they change main characters too much. Like, I'm more of a like... No, invent a new one and like do something really cool. Don't don't tell those fans that the character they like is different. You know, it's like or do it for a little bit of time. But with Bruce, I was like, no, I'm ready. Like, Dick is ready to step up, and I felt like the fans and the readers were were equally as accepting that yeah. that it had been an earned role by by Dick. And uh, yeah, so I, I love that. It was a heartbreaking ending that I that still gets me um so and it caused me to stop reading batman for a while like i didn't even go right i didn't jump into scott snyder's run like at all grants grants have you gone back yeah i've gone okay. back and read i loved it and stuff um and because i had done i i was inking batwing after that so i was kind of part of the court of owls storyline yeah, so yeah. i kind of knew some of it um and i had read a few issues and they were good but i was like I felt like I needed a Batman break after Incorporated and, and after Damien's whole whole thing. Grant's stuff is heavy. Yeah, it really is. Yeah. And what what I liked about that too, sorry I'm rambling now. No, you, no, you no. said come over and give a snippet. I'm it's like, a podcast. no, we're doing we an talk. episode. What we do. Um, <laughs> but it was like Grant can be weird sometimes, and I felt like this story there was nothing weird to the narrative. It was such a straightforward kind of story. Like yeah. he was like, here's our bad guys, here's our good guys, here's the people in the middle that are slightly conflicted. There was no real esoteric, like, oh, you got to know about Kabbalah, or you got to know about tarot, or, you <laughs> you know, you didn't have to learn know about all these other things, which, yeah. like, I love that stuff in his other work, but I really love that this felt like, like, blockbustery kind of Batman. Like, they were like, no, we want everyone to be, like, to pick this up and be, like, excited by yeah. it, and... Um, yeah, it was, it was just such a, such a good story. <laughs> it's good. It's Sandra's favorite... She goes for the 66 Batman. Oh, okay. You never forget your first. And um, he was the first ever, like, superhero I ever was introduced to. And I fell in love with him. And, of course, like, I say that my, my Catwoman is Eartha Kitt. 
No, I would say 66, and I'm not saying this because you're two feet away from me, but like, <laughs> it, it really is one of my favorite Batmans. And as a kid, something about the tilted camera, the Dutch angle when they would do that yeah. actually creeped me out. Like, I felt like, It did whoa. what it was supposed to do, right? Whoa, yeah, yeah. which, but I think as an adult, you just kind of like, whatever, you're not, you're, yeah. you've seen it or you felt it or you know that it's a camera trick. But I remember as a kid, like, I was like, yeah. I think the Joker's coming in. <laughs> Everything just got weird, yeah. like real weird. Yeah. And then Grant Morrison, have you ever heard his take on the <coughs> no. 66 show? So to him, it's the scariest Batman because it's this world where, like, look how colorful and how everyone must be on acid at yeah. this point <laughs> in, yeah. This, yeah. in this universe that they... They start fighting, but they break into dance. Yeah. Like, because he was trying to look at it like, what if it if this was really going on? The it'd be way more freaky. It. Yeah, yeah. They, it'd be way freakier yep. than like the cut up Joker. So like, no, it's way creepier. This guy has a mustache and he's put makeup over yeah, it, yeah. and like, like he doesn't even bother to shave. Yeah, like there's something, and like I remember hearing that. I'm like. Okay, I already loved 66, yeah. but he just brought in this, like, other dynamic that, like, I like it even sure. more oh, now. Yeah. now. Now I'm going to use that for fuel because I need to defend. I feel like I have to defend Batman 66. Oh, it's trippy. It's yeah. weird. It's out there. It's wonderful. Yeah. I, I love it. Um, and it's also, to me, it's the proof that Batman is one of the few characters that you can just, like, you can spin a wheel on a genre or a topic. Yep. What are we going to make him do? Make him do this. All right, yeah. I bet we can make it work. <laughs> like, he's just so malleable, yeah. and the yeah. design is so strong, and the the mythos is so powerful that, like, you could do anything with him. So with that in mind, we know we're getting another movie, a new direction, no more Batfleck. Okay. Which we all agree that we really enjoyed, but that's over. So what are your hopes for Batman cinematically going forward? You know, I was surprised that I liked Affleck as Batman. Yeah. Um, he's fine. I, li- I like him. He's fantastic actor. Excuse me. Fantastic actor. Uh, great director. He's become a great director. Oh, fan- yeah. Absolutely fantastic producer. Yeah. Like, he was kind of a joke for a while. And when he oh, started yeah. directing, no. 180. Um, guy really showed that he knows, knows the business and, and knows how to uh, put a film together. But... Going forward, I would love to see a true detective oh, Batman. That's exactly, exactly what, what I said. I, I, and <laughs> I, I need a Batman that's confused and lost, but putting the pieces together. Yeah. Um, as much fun as the Nolan stuff was, I, I guess it's not a spoiler to talk about any of that by now, right? Uh, so, our show is one big spoiler, so, so the, we don't even the, warn it anymore. Okay, then. Uh, it's all good. The, be warned or not, who cares? That. <laughs> so one of the things I, I, I like those movies, they're totally fine, but at the end of the third one, instead of him figuring stuff out, Talia walks up to him and is like, hey, uh, here's all the answers, and yeah. I did this, and I did that, and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, no, nah, Batman didn't figure out anything. Yeah. That, like, ever since I was a kid, it was like either the Alan Grant or the Wagner stories or anything from Detective, it's like he's... He's pissed. He's like an old school, like, pulpy detective. He's yeah. mad. He's trying to figure this stuff out. He's got to put things together. He's got to be kind of like Sherlock Holmes and stuff. Yeah. So I'd really, I just, I want to see that. And that movie, too. I mean, I'm a huge Chris Nolan fan. Oh, yeah. But we saw that coming. So shouldn't Batman have seen that coming? Yes. Like, I want, I want, I don't want to be able to figure out things that Batman does. You know what I mean? Yes. If I can do it, he should know it. Yeah, I don't, yeah, I should. <laughs> 
I'm not smart. I'm not smart enough to manage my own life, let alone like save an entire city. So like, if I'm figuring this stuff out, I really want whoever's got a cape on. Like, nah, please, you please yeah. be smarter than me. Yeah. Um, more perceptive, something. Uh, but again, I, I had fun with those movies. It, like I said, you can almost do anything with Batman. Yeah. Um, and it works. But yeah, going forward, I don't. I don't care who they get. I don't. If it's Robert Pattinson, where I know that's the jokey heard, rumor yeah. going around, I'd be I'm, fine with that. He he could do um, something amazing. I think he has the potential. I've seen Michael B. Jordan as a possibility. I feel like he'd be better as Superman, though. Oh. I don't know why. I feel like he's more boisterous and not quite as quiet. Yeah. So maybe he'd be a better Superman. I mean, Ooh, I, I don't know. I could for Batman. Um, I've always wanted Fastbender. He's got to darken his hair, probably, but still, I think he'd be really good. Yeah, he's just—he's one of those guys. Like you're like, yeah, put him in anything, he'll be really yeah, good. Exactly. Yeah, just like, <laughs> like it's just like call him for all kinds of stuff. He's—he's yeah. he's so good. Um, I do like—I uh, don't often agree with Kevin Smith, but I did like his idea of taking making Michael Keaton play an old Batman. That'd be cool. I was—I heard that. I'm like, yeah, we're Wait, like. Say, say that again. Uh, Kevin Smith is proposing that Warner Brothers makes an old, older Batman movie, and Michael Keaton plays that Batman. Oh, like I would love uh, that. all of the Dark Knight Returns or yeah. something like or that. Batman Beyond. Yeah, yeah. something like uh, that. Wow. That's I think they were more going Probably. for was Batman yeah. Beyond. Um, actually, maybe something like that would be fun to really just like. We've kind of we've been in Gotham on the TV series. We've been there on the movies lately. Maybe it is time to like jump time frames. Maybe yeah. maybe the next thing should be Batman Beyond or something yeah. like that. Um, My actual greatest hope for it is that people just don't put too much uh, pressure on it. Because oh, well, yeah. look at comics. I mean, in comics we get a ton of different versions of all these characters, and we just accept versioning, and we're fine with that. And why can't movies be like that? Because everybody always gets so upset. Well, that's not my Batman. Affleck's not my Batman. It's like, it's never going to be your Batman. Nobody can perfectly match what's in your head. Well, let me throw one more question at you. Okay. Um, we'll go to the other side of the geek pond, per se. Okay. Go into Marvel. Um, what are your hopes for how Captain Marvel is going to impact the MCU once we start to see her? Ah, Let's see. I don't really know how I feel about the movie. I'm not against it or anything. I just, it, it I'm not like super excited, um, but I feel like, I don't know, it's hard to judge from trailers. I usually don't even oh, watch yeah. trailers anymore. Like I usually just skip trailers. Yeah. Um, Cause most trailers, even for my favorite movies, I'm like, that, that does nothing for me. <laughs> um, so what I'm hoping, I'm hoping to kind of be surprised by it. I'm hoping that it looks and feels like a small film, Yeah. but like I'm hoping it kind of like I don't know I'd kind of like to see the Marvel movies like just take a little twist they're they're a little formulaic and that's perfectly fine they, they should be but I'd kind of like to see like I don't know just kind of like a twist in character yeah I, I know everyone's complaining like oh she doesn't smile or she doesn't this or that but like part of me I was like I don't care about that I actually kind of like that because like I don't want one more like yeah, jokey Marvel character. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're all the same tongue in cheek, <laughs> elbow, elbow, jokey, jokey. Meh, meh, meh. Um, I get a little burnt out on everyone trying to act like Peter Parker. Where I'm like, yeah, no, that's yeah, his yeah, personality. Yeah. Like, um, so I'd kind of like, I, I don't know. It, it, it looks like it's going to have a different vibe. Yeah. She looks like a more serious character. Um, so I, I, not that I necessarily want the movies to be more serious, but 
I think I want her to be a more serious character. You That's want her to have some gravity, yeah. though, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and maybe not be the source of all the punchlines. Yeah. Um, which, again, like, I love it when heroes do that, but I kind of feel like that's Marvel's. They're like, no, like, Tony Stark does it. Let's make Thor funny now, which I, I actually really like the funny Thor, but, like, but still it was they were kind of like, let's just make every character super yeah. jokey now. Well, Samuel L. Jackson's in the movie, so he'll cover most of the jokes, yeah. I imagine. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to the, how they, the, the de-aging acting of uh, how they it's play that amazing. character. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I kind of I don't I don't know if I hope it changes the direction or anything, but I uh, yeah I don't really know if I even have hopes of where I hope the Marvel universe goes. But I just I think it's kind of cool to have a more serious character. Yeah. Um, I and mean, she may not be. It may be like I said. All we see is the trailer. It might open up and her and Samuel L. Jackson, it's like a buddy cop movie or something. And they're like, burr, 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 and like maybe there's a pet dog that gets involved. Oh, or there's something. a cat. We know there's a cat. Oh, that's right. That's yeah. right. There's the cat. I forgot about that. Um, but even regardless, like where I said, like, I don't know how I feel about it. Uh, I'm going to be seeing it the week it comes out. Yeah. I know, right? <laughs> like, even if I didn't want to, I'd be like, well, I'm still going to go check yeah, it out. Totally. Um, but yeah, so I'm, I. I hope it's a, like I said, a serious character, and I kind of hope the storyline isn't a the world's going to end if. Yeah. Like There's always such high stakes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, I like small stakes movies sometimes. Yeah. Um, Dude, thanks for sitting down with us. Hey, thanks for having me. We have Mike and Ryan from the Superhero Hour Hour podcast sitting with us. Welcome, guys. Thank thanks. you. Thanks for having us. Tell us a little bit about your show first. We take the, uh, we try to, we attempt to review every single episode of TV. Every single. That is based on a comic book. That is based on a Just comic live book. action. We're Even not that crazy. Is a feat nowadays. Yes. It used to be four when yeah, we started. Yeah, when we four started, shows. we're like, oh, there's a few of these. We should do this. And now there's 30 a week yeah. and there's new ones all the time. And none of them get canceled ever. I know. So Especially yeah, we, <laughs> not if they're on the CW. Right. We set up eight TVs. We try to watch eight shows at the same time, <laughs> which, you know, melts your brain. Our noses will bleed, but it's fine. We get to review them all. <laughs> nice. Cool. Well, we're throwing a couple of questions out at people here, so we'll throw these to you. Um, what's your favorite Batman story? My, mine is, since I read it, it was Long Halloween, and I yeah. want to update it because it's like an easy answer, but it's so good in the, the, the pacing of it and how so many times when it overwhelms the villains, it's dumb, but because it takes place over the year, it, it works very well, uh, and there's no... I haven't seen a good adaptation of that, like in the film. Yeah, that really creepy Nolan took plotting. some elements from it, but yeah, elements from it, but yeah. not the same kind of story. Yeah, what do you think, Ryan? My first thought, uh, and Mike and I just reviewed this on our show a while ago, was uh, Batman animated series poker game. I don't oh yeah, what the episode uh, is, almost got him is the name of it. Almost got him with all the bad guys playing poker. Uh, that's the first thing I thought of. I think it gives you sort of everything you need from that world, you know? Oh. Yeah, whether you're like a longtime Batman fan or you like sitting down and like, who's this Batman about? Yeah, it's yeah. like the legend of and keeps it like when he's creepy and nobody's sure if he's real. And and anytime you can humanize the villains and you're like, all right, they're funny. They have yeah. like a poker group because you got to stay sane, hang out with your buds. Yeah. That's, that is one of the best parts about it, too. You never think about it. Like, villains still need to chill and play poker every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. They can't always be they robbing downtime. banks. Yeah. yeah. With your equals. It's so like your henchmen laugh at your jokes, but do they mean it? Yeah, I know. Exactly. <laughs> and you get Kevin Conroy. Yeah. Mm, the Batman, right? The, the Batman, I mean, exactly. Come on. What are your hopes, now that Batfleck is gone, what are your hopes for... 
Nothing against Batfleck. We love uh-huh. Batfleck on our show, but what are your hopes for the cinematic future of Batman? Honestly, just let's take a break. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. Just nothing for a while. Let's take a, a while. A six-year period before it comes out. <laughs> like, I mean, about the same time that it was between Batman and Robin yeah. and Batman Begins, mm-hmm. like, let's chill back and do a reset and think about what we actually want to do. It was a good five, saying, six, seven years, something yeah. like that. Yeah. Instead of just saying, we got to make a movie. Just first thing we think of, let's, we have to keep making them. Yeah. Stop. Beca- just stop. Because Nolanverse is still haunting whatever Batman comes out. And That's so, true. and yeah. now you have to deal with that baggage and Batfleck. Yeah. And so, yeah, take a long time. And like Reeves is saying, he wants to do a detective story. Right. I like that. Yeah, show, he's the world's greatest detective, but mostly with his fists and his supercomputer. He's like, I figured it out because I put it in this billion dollar <laughs> thing. I don't know. Most detectives don't have a supercomputer that does their work for them. Yeah. Mike and I are a little nervous right now because we're both auditioning to be the next Batman. Yeah. And oh. Only one of us can get it, obviously. Are you supposed but to be talking about that? I well, mean, yeah. Nobody's listening to this, okay. right? We'll okay. cut this part out. Um, <laughs> and I don't know. Is our friendship going to be able to withstand one of us becoming Batman? Could uh, one uh, of you be Alfred instead? Uh, well, but that is like the, our real world dynamic, so I don't know if I want to bring that on the screen, is he demands I do things. I, I think I'm very charismatic uh, and handsome, and so I could play the bla- the playboy, and he is a big bulk of a man, so he could be the Batman. Yeah, or we do the classic, uh, he sits on my shoulders, we wear a long trench coat. We'll there both you go. do it, yeah. I thought you were going to say like the it. classic where, like, uh, Frankenstein, they, they switch the actor who plays the monster who plays the doctor every night. Yeah, yeah, So if yeah. we do Batman the play, mm-hmm. and we switch who plays the roles. Bat musical. <laughs> so there's all kinds of angles we can go with what you're <laughs> exactly. saying. Exactly. I like it. Well, let's flip over to the other side of Geekdom right now and talk about Marvel. What are your hopes for Captain Marvel's impact on the MCU as she comes in? Just like reigniting, like a, a new a new life in it. They, uh, we, I love Marvel. Yeah. I'm, I'm decked out in Captain America shit right now. Uh, but there's the formula, and hopefully, like a new wave. And I hope it makes a lot of money, so we can get different stories yeah. and different kinds of heroes and more women. And that people don't go, it's good for a girl. Right. <laughs> that movie she throws like a girl. She enough. Yeah. Because yeah. <laughs> I was talking about Captain Marvel a week ago with a friend, and he was like, ah, yeah, and Brie Larson, she, she's really attractive. She's I was like, plus, she can act her balls oh, off. Like, who insane. cares how she looks? Yeah. She's so good. Yeah. It's one of, yeah, it's one of my favorite characters, and it's the best decade. It's in the yeah. 90s. Everything yeah. should take place <laughs> in the 90s. Yeah, you know? like, just hanging out in Blockbuster Video. Yeah, right. With- <laughs> I can't wait for the Captain Marvel Pog tournament that's probably in the middle of the movie. <laughs> <laughs> Snap bracelets everywhere. Just totally. all the third wave sky you could want. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cool. Fruit by the foot, I think they had that in the 90s. <laughs> that's probably in the movie. And the DH, Samuel L. Jackson, that's probably going to be cool. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, the uh, the Michael Douglas in Ant-Man was insane. Right. Yeah, it looked so good. The tech is crazy. And and playing slightly against type where he looks kind of like out of his element and nervous. And Samuel L. Jackson hasn't been nervous in 50 years. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Well, guys, thanks for sitting down with us. Tell everybody where they can find your show. Sure. Where they can look you up. Uh, you can find we, we do a bunch of shows uh, at yourpopfilter.com is where they all live. Okay. The Superhero Hour Hour comes out every Friday night because uh, that's when we record because we have to get all of the shows done. So oh, yeah. find us wherever you get your podcast except Spotify. Or, yeah, if you search for <laughs> Pop Filter on iTunes, all of our yeah. shows will pop up there. And Mike cool. and I are on all of them, every single one of them. So <laughs> awesome. get more of us. There you go. All right. Thanks for joining us, guys. Thanks. Thank you. Hey, Story Geeks. This is Sandra Dimas here, and I've got... Sarah from Comadres e Comics podcast, and we're going to yes. be talking about, well, our, our questions of the day. So, Sarah, let us know. We're wondering, what is your favorite Batman story? Oh, man, I love Batman. He's like my favorite uh, superhero. 
because he's so dark and mysterious <laughs> and so broken. I love it. Um, but yes, my favorite one I would have to say is, I mean, I like The Killing Joke, but I like Arkham Asylum, uh, oh. where um, Dave McKean did the art. Yeah. That was really dark. You like, like the trippy stuff. Yeah, yeah. I like that stuff. <laughs> so that's my favorite story. That's your favorite? Yeah. So now we're going to ask you, since you love Batman so mm-hmm. much, what are you hoping we'll see next for Batman? Where would you want them to take Batman? Well, I really like what DC does with their animated movies. Mm-hmm. That yeah. that is amazing stuff. I wish they could translate that into like live action films, but mm-hmm. they don't really they don't hit the mark at all. Um, I really like what uh, Tim Burton did mm-hmm. that darkness. Oh yeah, but. You know, we're in a different era with a different audience out there. So I wish they would, like, take a page from their animated stuff. Uh, I did hear that Robert Pattinson is in talks of yeah. being the next Batman. <laughs> How do you feel about that? Oh, man. <laughs> uh, I mean, I know he's a good actor and stuff. And maybe he could surprise me. Like like Wonder Woman, Gil Gadot. I was one of the ones that was like, no, she's not going to be any good. Oh. And she blew my mind. Yeah. yeah. So I'll give him a chance. But... Um, as long as Batman doesn't sparkle when he steps right? into the sunlight. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> Definitely. I agree there. But also, I, I hope that... Um, I, well, I don't think he could do but worse than Ben Affleck. Oh, That's wow. That's all I have to say. Okay, so because some right. of us actually like Batflick. Christian Bale is my favorite one, even though like a lot of people that uh, like Keaton. Uh, mm-hmm. So, but I, I really, really love Christian Bale. I followed Christian Bale ever since Empire of the Sun. Oh. So oh, I'm yeah. a big fan of him. He as is an actor. a big fan. Yes, he's amazing. When you saw him as a child, like trying to survive and stuff. Mm-hmm. In that movie, I was like, he brought tears to my. I still oh. get a little misty-eyed, Aww. but yeah, mm. he was my by far my favorite Batman, except for the voice. But I can look past that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, now we're gonna go over to Marvel, and we're gonna ask you now, what are you hoping to see with Captain Marvel? What do you hope that she'll bring? Man, I hope she inspires a lot of girls just the way that uh, Wonder Woman did. Mm-hmm. I mean, Wonder Woman was an amazing film. It brought Wonder Woman and uh, in a household, like every household in America was talking about Wonder Woman and how wonderful Gal Gadot did. And, you know, the, it was just uh, the, the scene, the Amazon fight scene on the beach was amazing. Yeah. So I hope it can inspire us that same way. Like, mm-hmm. I just, I'm very excited. Marvel always does an, an amazing job. They never disappoint with their live action films. So hopefully, you know, this can be a different platform, uh, an inspiration for a lot of girls out there. Looking yeah. for a superhero to follow. Yeah. 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 Awesome. Good stuff. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited. Thank Tell you us so a bit much. about your show, too. Oh, thank you for asking. Uh, yes, I'm Sarah from Comadres y Comics. We focus on the Latinx, Latinx and female representation in the comic book industry as creators, artists, characters, um, and fans. So uh, we've gotten a lot of support from the local um, Latinx community, and we found that there's a lot of independent... Uh, creators, artists, writers, uh, characters out there that yeah. most people don't know about. So we are really happy to highlight that. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Oh, we, oh, by the way, we also review beer. <laughs> <laughs> I could dig it. Oh, yeah. Yeah, well, thank we try, you so much. <laughs> thank you so much. And uh, thank you for having me. This is amazing. Yeah, you guys are doing an amazing this. job. I just walked by and I was like, oh, my God, this is stunning. I love it. Thank oh. you so much. Well, thank you. Thank you. Long Beach Comic Expo. We're almost wrapping up here. It's nearing the end of day two. 
but we're still talking and we have special guests with us. We have Bryant Dillon from Fanbase Press. Hello. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for having me. Tell us a little bit about Fanbase and what you guys do. Sure thing. Uh, Fanbase Press is an independent comic book publisher and a geek culture website. So in addition to the, uh, the various titles that we publish, uh, we also offer uh, a network of podcasts, reviews, interviews with creators, giveaways, all sorts of uh, good geeky stuff. Cool. And we've been talking to about having fan base press on the show ever yes. since Los Angeles Comic Con. That's true. Right. Yeah, so it's about time. <laughs> we finally yes, figured we it out. Fi- we finally way, connected. That was our fault, by the way, because... Oh, no, no. <laughs> our schedule- Everyone gets busy. <laughs> yeah, our schedule was like booked up so much. No hard feeling. <laughs> well, we've got a couple of questions we're yes. throwing out at our fellow geeks here today. So, first of all, what is your favorite Batman story? Favorite? Could be a movie, comic, TV, video game, whatever. Okay, favorite Batman story. Um, you know what? I'm pretty partial to uh, the long Halloween. I, oh, I, I just nice. love that Second one. one to say that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Uh, Jeff Loeb and Tim Sale just knocked that out of the park. Um, it, you know, there's a lot that, uh, if people have never read it, there's a lot that is taken from that book for The Dark Knight. But I think that there's still so much that you get out of it that uh, reading in the comic book form, and I... I would easily argue that it's superior to the film, even though the film is 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 damn good, you know. Yeah. But just a, an amazing film, or I mean, an amazing graphic novel where uh, where Batman actually gets to be a detective, and then the 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 turmoil between essentially seeing the you know the events that lead to the downfall of Harvey Dent, just mm-hmm. amazing pathos in that in that work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So fun fact about that book, especially, is that both Daryl and I chose that for our top ten stories that take place around Halloween. Oh, yeah? Was our yeah, number one choice. True. Both of us awesome. chose that one. Yeah, yeah. that's a great, good choice. Great um, choice. Above, because, like, it was mostly a movie podcast. Mm-hmm. But we both chose that above any other movie that yeah, we had. Yeah, that's right. Oh, it's just an unbelievable story. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's true. It's awesome. What are your hopes for Batman cinematically, now that Batfleck is done and Matt Reeves is going to make the new movie? Sure. Um, you know, I don't... As I don't know what Matt Reeves is going to do. I actually I know the rumors going around about Robert Pattinson. I don't know that that's a bad idea. Robert Pattinson's a pretty serious actor when you when you consider what the way he approaches his work. But I'm honestly at the point where I wish the DC films would kind of break off completely from trying to to mirror what Marvel's doing yes. and embrace their standalone stories because you could have seven different people be Batman because you could be telling things like you know like. Uh, Batman Beyond, and then having a story like uh, Gotham by Gaslight, or or whatever. There's so many. Like you think about Red Sun, not a Batman story, but it has Batman yeah. in it. You know, and there's no reason that the same actor needs to play the role every time, especially when DC has made this. Like they, it's weird. They haven't embraced their multiverse, and yeah. it's like, go ahead, guys. This is yeah. your strength. Yeah, you know? exactly. Dude, you speak in my language. Like, I hate the fact that they copy Warner Brothers. I complain about that. I mean, that they copied Marvel. <laughs> Marvel. Yeah. yeah, I complain about that on our show all the time. <laughs> and I also would totally love to see, you know, more versioning in movies, just like we have in comics. Yeah, definitely. It's like, there's a tons of different versions of Batman. Why can't we have a tons of different movies? Well, and it's, I know it, they're expensive and harder to make, but whatever. Yeah, but but it is it is amazing that like with the amount of nostalgia in some of those properties that they haven't done some something. I don't know. I don't know who wouldn't go see Michael Keaton back in the Batman role with yeah. someone taking it like to a serious place. And I and. I don't know, you know, Zack Snyder clearly wanted to do The Dark Knight Returns so bad, and so I'm like, why did you make him do the entire 
universe. Why didn't you just give him a Dark Knight Returns film? Yeah. Like, true. Yeah, I don't true. know. So I, I just I think they need to trust the source material a little bit more and and have a voice in there that's kind of saying, hey, this is the direction to go. Let's embrace the strengths of our, our properties. You know. Totally. Here's what we should do: sign a petition to get Zack Snyder directing Michael Keaton in a <laughs> The Dark Knight Returns film. Yeah. You look doubtful. You look really doubtful, Daryl. You look. I didn't like, know if you were going to say Dark Knight Returns or Batman Beyond. Oh, because okay. you could do either one. Either one. I, I, yeah, I, I tend to, I tend to like the Batman Beyond. Like, I would love Dark Knight Returns, but I, when I think of Keaton coming to a Batman Beyond film, and the idea of like maybe merging, like take Batman Beyond that as a title only, but like merge some of that with maybe the the Burton world, like bring uh, some of those characters yeah. kind of back. There you like, go. This is Batman Beyond, but in the Burton world. I, there's plenty of ideas. You yeah, know, yeah, but, yeah, yeah. So this is way off the cuff, but if we had Keaton as an older Bruce yes. Wayne, who could play Terry McGinnis? I don't know. They just asked this recently on a Kevin Smith podcast. Oh, and, really? And I can't remember what the I can't remember what the suggestions were, but there were some really good ones. I think someone su- suggested uh, Michael B. Jordan, who I think is a little old for the role because I yeah. think he wants someone a little younger. But I do think there's a potential to really break the mold. We've had so many uh, white male Batman that I'm like, you know, if you're going to do something new, do something new. Yeah, you yeah. know, totally. I'm still I'm still Team Idris Elba. Oh, that would be great. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That would be fantastic. That would be amazing. I know, I know that the we don't necessarily need another British actor <laughs> in a, in a <laughs> comic role, but hey, they're doing a good job, so yep. I'll take it. Idris Elba as Batman. Yeah. Alfred. Uh-huh. Morgan Freeman. Oh, man. You know what? what you, I, would, I might even go a step further. I would argue, like, if you're going to do these parallel universes, why are we not having... Michael Keaton meet Christian Bale meet Ben Affleck meet, you know like yeah. we could have all the Batman in the in a film together if you had the right That'd person telling the story yeah. you know the Batverse and, I'm in yeah. Yeah. I'm in Spiderverse has blown the door open yeah, yeah. You know? absolutely <laughs> totally well yeah let's go over to Marvel so the other question we have for you is we've got Captain Marvel coming out yes. in just a couple of weeks here what are your hopes for her effect on the MCU uh, you know, I have a lot of hopes. I and I feel like I do feel like that the, uh, everything that Marvel is broadcasting uh, gives me a lot of hope as well. I, yeah. I think uh, I think Captain Marvel is essentially stepping into the uh, into one of the major roles in the Avengers. That's what seems to be broadcast. Is that we're, you know we're about to see the swan song, say goodbye to some characters, mm-hmm. Tony Stark, Steve Rogers, I would imagine, maybe Thor. But I'm not saying these characters are going to die, but they're they're going to move aside, and we're going to have a new Avengers rank. And I, I imagine Captain Marvel is going to be a strong pillar there. Yeah. So I really just want to see um, what Marvel continues to deliver over and over. I want to see a character that I instantly bond with and want to spend more time with, you know, to yeah. see see more stories. So I think uh, also that if if she, if she can live up to what she's been in the comics, she's also. Uh, people don't really know her, I think, in the cinematic universe, and she's like the is Superman to a degree uh, yeah. when it comes to power level, yeah. you know. And and we haven't seen that yet in the Marvel universe, so I think that'll be really exciting as well. And boy, is it time for a female-led film in in the MCU. So yeah. thank God, you know. Yeah, it's yeah. true. Ten years, ten yes. years gone by. Yes. Yeah. we're looking forward to. We, I mean, we obviously we haven't seen the Captain Marvel film yet, but after it comes out, we're looking forward to doing the episode where we compare her mm-hmm. to Patty Jenkins' Wonder Woman. I, I, which was a great film, and I, I, I'm hoping this has a similar effect, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. a, a sort of a 
Black Panther had the same feel where it just felt like a, a, an advancement culturally and also cinematically for these films and I don't know I think I think the world's ready for it <laughs> totally yeah awesome dude well Brian thanks for sitting down with us oh, man thank you for, uh, for having me it was great yeah. talking with you Tell everybody where they can find Fanbase Press and the books that you're sure. doing. Sure. You can find everything that we do at fanbasepress.com. Uh, we're also on Facebook at Fanbase Press, or you can f- look for us uh, on Twitter at fanbase underscore press. Cool. Perfect. Awesome, man. Thanks, Thanks Brian. Thank time. you. Well, that'll do it for all of our coverage of the Long Beach Comic Expo. Hope you guys enjoyed it. Special thanks to all the guests who came out from day one and day two for more information on all the stuff we're up to including our nerd fights and our dig deeper podcast head on over to the storygeeks.com and uh you can also check out some aftercasts we've got some more interviews that we did that either went longer that i cut down um or that we talked about a completely different subject so for example we talked about daredevil season three in the book of job from the bible because they keep comparing the two in the series so uh, Nerd Soul and I talked about that, um, and also the extended interview with Ryan Wynn is available as well on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash thestorygeeks. Follow us on all the socials, um, and stay tuned for our upcoming shows. Thanks a lot. Bye.